I was reading a quote that said expectations are just premeditated resentments. Mm. And I think it's definitely true for me. (laughs) Shit. Did we get to the heart of it here? What's up, everybody? This is Andrew May. This is the Allegory and Elm podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Katie May. What's up? We are here today to talk about expectations. We are here to shoot the shit and be real. So if that sounds like something you're into, let's go. What do you have to say about expectations, Kate? Well, somebody once told me once. Once, once? Once upon a time, once long ago, that... If you lower your expectations in life, you will never be disappointed. What do you you think about that? I think that's solid. I was talking to the, I don't even know what you'd call him, the director director of our oldest daughter's school. And, you know, I was just talking about the fact that it seems like the rest of the school year is going to be homeschooling. And that they won't be, our kids won't be going back to school this year. Whenever it was first announced that there was going to be, you know, two weeks of us being out for this crazy virus thing, we were like, I just felt like it was going to be possibly longer than that. I had the initial just like, oh God, this is going to be interesting. And I really just had to just take my expectations way down. And I have, and it's made me not be upset with the fact that the date keeps getting pushed back. Uh, It's frustrating and there's a lot to deal with during this time. But I think if you have those expectations, it can lead to you just being bitter. So let's say you're like banking on the fact that the kids are going to go back to school on May 15th. And what if they aren't, you know, Mm -hmm. you're going to be let down. You're going to be bitter. You're going to be upset. Whereas if you just kind of have the mindset of this could go till Christmas, you know, like you hope it doesn't, but I think that the expectation level really determines how happy or sad you are about things. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think I realized today I'm going to call myself out right here that I have really high expectations for myself and I think I'm learning how to kind of curb those some as I like recover from somewhat of like perfectionism. I don't know that I've ever been like a hardcore perfectionist, but I think I've had high expectations. Let's just leave it at that for myself. And I think because of that, I've also placed high expectations on other people. And I think I realized today that when I do that, people really can't ever live up to my expectations. And then I end up just getting resentful toward them when really the problem is not them. The problem is my expectations. Mm -hmm. So it's my problem. Yeah. (laughs) But I think before I'd like had that realization it was easy to kind of get into like a little bit of a victim mentality of like, why is everybody else so damn lame? Like they can't even do this, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. When that was my expectation of them, not an expectation for that they had set. Yeah. And so it really helped me to kind of like realize that that might be a little bit of a blind spot for me. Mm -hmm. And I think this time that we're in right now, 
it's really showing me where my expectations need to kind of lower. Come down, yeah. For myself first. And then I think as I do that, my expectations for other people start to come down. But I think it's kind of a hard balance because you don't want to just let all of your expectations go, right? Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. What What are your yeah, thoughts? Yeah, yeah. So let's say you have zero expectations of yourself and your health. You're just going to eat like shit and not exercise. And that's not good for you. That's not serving you. So I guess it's finding out how expectations can serve you. It's maybe not necessarily Mm -hmm. black and white. It's more gray and you have to figure out what level of expectation actually serves you. So me having a level of expectation of myself that I'm not going to eat sugar filled crap or I'm not going to eat fast food, uh, is a good expectation to have. And I feel, but I feel like me saying I want to be 155 pounds of lean muscle all the time or I'm a failure. I don't think that's a good expectation to mm-hmm. have. Yeah. So it's more, I guess, about checking your expectations. Yeah. And I feel like we have expectations for so many different things. You and I had very specific expectations about marriage. I feel like our upbringing and our culture that we are a part of made us really feel like we were going to get something amazing out of being married or I think we put a lot of stock in marriage and what it was going to do for us as individuals. And it has, but it hasn't looked like what we thought it was Mm. going to look like. It's looked like work actually. Yeah. I mean, I think you could say that about pretty much anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, sex, sex, parenting, like going, I, I remember thinking like, Oh, I just can't wait to get through college so I can like go into the workforce and you expect like certain things out of and you know I think there's good things about having some expectations but then I think that's where it's important to kind of check them and Mm -hmm. um, say like is that totally serving me right now to expect that or if that doesn't happen if what I expect doesn't happen is that gonna crush me Yeah. Yeah. I had expectations with allegory and Elm and I've had to reshift some of those expectations in terms of had specific, there's like goal setting plays into it as well. And so I had specific goals set, but I'm now that I'm actually doing what I set out to do, you don't have a crystal ball. You can't see exactly how things are going to go. I had no clue that there was going to be a pandemic during, you know, the first quarter of me starting this new business. And so I've had to reshift my expectations. Mm. And I think that's, that is what the process of expectation is, is you have to be willing to shift and be movable and be able to, you know, yeah, pivot. That's a great word. Yeah. Um, Instead of just staying grounded and no, my goals were this and being bent on what you had expected and what you were going to do. It, I think expectation can leave you blind to a true potential that's maybe there or a true opportunity that's there. Mm. 
So it almost sounds like, because I know we've talked about this before, and I don't know when we'll release this episode, but it's almost like um, challenging your expectations is really living more out of a growth mindset and like being open to the possibility that your expectation might not be met and being willing to embrace that and pivot with that if that happens. Mm -hmm. And if your expectation is met, then great. But so it's not necessarily that having expectations maybe is bad. I don't think it is bad. It's just what do you do when those expectations aren't met? Yeah. And how do you set yourself up for that in the best way? Like right now, where we are right now, like how do you take this time that we're in knowing that it's not what any of us expected? Not one person expected this. I mean, maybe there was somebody out there that predicted something like this was going to happen. I don't know, but nobody expected it. And so here we are. Mm -hmm. Like, what do we do with it? What are you doing with it? I'm taking it day by day and finding what feels right for me in this moment. You know, if this had not come along, I would be living out of a different set of expectations. My my expectations would probably be higher. My expectations currently are, they're not very high because... I'm not expecting to get a ton of leads right now and a ton of people booking. So whenever someone does book right now, I'm elated mm-hmm. and it, it seems to have to do with perspective and it seems to have to do with what your circumstances are. So if you have been really overweight and have had a hard time losing weight, losing a pound or two pounds feels like, a real victory as opposed Mm -hmm. to like continuing to see the scale go up. So I think sometimes expectations are based off of your circumstances and uh, where you're at in that point of your life. So with my business, my expectations may have been, I need to be uh, doing more shoots and I would have been advertising more, but I'm not advertising at all right now because that seems pretty tone deaf. Mm -hmm. Uh, But what I would be interested in doing would be giving away something, giving away a session and helping other people. That's kind of what I'm currently doing is reaching out. And I have no expectation of them to Mm -hmm. return anything to me. It's just, I, I tear up whenever I, offer to help people who are in a tough spot right now. Mm-hmm. Cause I think we are, but I think we are somewhat shielded a, a little bit more so than others. I mean, there are places that, yeah, you know, they're having a hard time getting just clean water or, you know, food. There's right. you or know. where both people have lost work and lost their jobs. Mm-hmm. Like we still have one income that's steadily, yeah. Available. Katie, Katie's still working. So I think that, that our perspective right now is a little bit different than some people's. Like we, we can, um, we can, we have the luxury, I guess, of not being so afraid of what might happen because I think we feel still fairly secure, um, financially, even though that could change. But yeah, you know, I think, I think we've, we have the luxury of 
lowering our expectations right now because we're not scrambling. Yeah, we are not living paycheck to paycheck. And I think the statistic for the United States is somewhere around 70% of the U.S. population lives paycheck to paycheck. And when you see the wealth disparity between the ultra rich and when that's kind of thrust in your face, it seems like there's no way that that statistic is accurate, that 70% of, mm. of people are living paycheck to paycheck. But it's a legitimate statistic. And uh, I think we're I've, seeing that now. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, there is the, the, the top 1% in America, but like, I feel like you and I are in the top 1% for like, globally, there are so many different places that are just mm-hmm. in the shit. So we're just very fortunate with our, our situation and our circumstances. Mm-hmm. And so I think this time has given me perspective on that, that, that we're okay, that we have savings, that we don't have college debt, that we don't have things like that. And I guess this is, I want to avoid, you know, being like, Oh, we've made such good choices or we're so lucky. But, uh, you know, cause I can, I can see that as coming across, um, elitist. Yeah. I mean, like when Oprah talks about how much money she has, I mean, I love Oprah. Don't get me wrong, but she like constantly talks about how much money she has. And it's like, okay, we get it. <laughs> like, yeah. Cool. <laughs> cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I agree. Like, I don't want to make light of the fact that a lot of other people are struggling right now. And it's not that we aren't, I mean, we've definitely had to slim back spending and really take a look at our budget and, you know, be more mindful about what we're buying right now. Um, it's not like we're like throwing dollar bills out the window, but you know, I think it has allowed us a little bit of peace of mind to really be able to have the space in our, in our mindsets to pivot. I think some people right now can't, they don't even know where they're going to get their next bill payment or their next grocery payment. Um, And I I can imagine like if you're in that place, it would be very hard to like step outside of that mindset and think about ways that you could pivot or ways you could adjust your expectations or, you know, so I think it it depends on where you are Mm -hmm. in, in this crisis right now. But I think in any in any place that you are, checking your expectations might be helpful. Yeah, for sure. I think if you're really struggling right now, it's okay to ask for help too. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I think if you if you're not, I was listening to um Dr. Shafali Saberi. She's like a psychologist and um She's sexy. She is sexy. You were surprised how sexy, yeah. how sexy she was. Um, but she, she is like the whole conscious parent guru and she's awesome. But she was talking a few weeks ago about how we really, we, we really belong to each other. And so regardless of what our government is doing, like all the people belong to each other. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, globally. Yeah. And it's, I think she was really talking more like in our own country, yeah. But she was basically saying, like, no matter what decisions our government makes or guides us with in this time, like, we can choose to step up and make the best decisions that we feel like we should make collectively. So even if the government's like, you can go out and not be on quarantine. But when we look around, it's like still very obvious, like we should be on quarantine. Mm -hmm. 
we can make that decision. It's like or, an individual collectivism. It's like you as the individual are responsible and it, it. Yeah. Collectively, if the individuals are doing what they're supposed to, I guess the problem is that there are lots of individuals that don't. Right. But she was saying like, even if those people don't want to go along with, like you can still do your part. Yeah. And she brought up like, even if you, you know, this was back when like they were still voting on the stimulus package and all that stuff. And nobody knew how that was going to come out. And she's like, even if we, if we don't get aid from our government, like if you're not living paycheck to paycheck right now, can you pick five or 10 families that you could afford to give a $25 check to, or send them some money. Um, we can take care of each other too. That's an option. Yeah. Um, and it just kind of helped me like, Oh, right. Like, just like we can take care of our own selves. If we have extra, we should also be taking care of each other. Yeah. We don't have to rely on the goodwill of our government. Like if you have any extra toilet paper right now, guys, like help a sister out. Cause I didn't buy enough. I didn't stockpile. <laughs> we only have like three rolls left. Um, I mean, that's a silly example, but, but it is like, that's what's happening right now. People are getting scared. They're hoarding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're, you know, overbuying groceries, overbuying toiletries and toilet paper, and there's not enough left for other people. And so that's a very small and tangible example of what happens in other ways. Like when people start to get scared, they start getting greedy. Um, and so instead, like, could we shift and change our expectations of people um, and really find some grace for ourselves and for each other and be able to ask for help and lend help to each other? Yeah. Yeah. I fully agree with that. And I think, I guess to shift the conversation a little bit, I feel like you need to be able to take ownership over your expectations. So if I want to be able to run a six minute mile or be able to run a half marathon, a marathon, I need to actually train for it. I can't just expect that I'm going to be able to, you know, pay for the race and show up and be able to run 13 miles or 26 miles. I'm going to have to show up for myself every day to make sure I'm doing what I need to, to be able to fulfill those expectations. Mm. So like I said earlier, and I think you agree, expectations in and of themselves are not necessarily evil. It's, it's somewhat based on circumstance, but it's also based on you needing to have agency and self-fulfill your, Mm. your prophecy, your, your expectation kind of manifest your yeah expectations in a way. Yeah. And I was reading a quote that said expectations are just premeditated resentments. Mm. And I think it's definitely true for me. <laughs> Shit. Did we get to the heart of it here? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I said like the more expectations I have of people and they don't meet them, I, I get resentful. Uh-huh. I, I like, I think, I mean, I can say like in our marriage, I've probably had way more expectations on you than you've had on me. At least that's how it feels when I like really think about it. And the times that I do get resentful in our marriage toward you, it's often because I have expectations of you that either haven't been communicated 
to give you a say so. And if that's even a fair expectation, um, or just, I just put them on you and, and then, and then when I don't do them, you get annoyed. Yeah. That's not yeah. And that's not fair. Like, like I have an expectation that you do the dishes after you make dishes dirty Mm -hmm. and that doesn't always happen. And so I decided like a few months ago, I mean, I have choices. I can either do them for you and enable that behavior. I can change my expectations of that and just leave them until you decide to deal with them. Or I can communicate about it Mm -hmm. and maybe hope that we can come to some sort of middle ground. Yeah. I think we have uh, different philosophies too on the dishes Right. So it's not fair for me to like put an expectation from my philosophy on you, mm-hmm. especially without having a conversation about it. Yeah. Cause I come from the camp of, you know, as long as you put them in the sink and they are <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, it, cause there's nights where I just am tired and I don't want to do, I don't want to deal with dishes and you like to have a clean kitchen in quotes and that's cool. But some of the time I'm just like, I, I've got a good bit of time tomorrow where I can either do them myself or have Afton do them as a chore. And so some of the time I'm just like, it's not really worth it to me. Or like when it's eight o'clock, I don't really want to empty the dishwasher just to be able to put the new dishes in, uh, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. But having, I think this, this brings up another point that we hit on, we hit home this brings up another point that we hit home a lot, which is communication is really important within a marriage and just within life. So any relationship, yeah. If you have that expectation of me, but you never communicate that expectation or just have the conversation, the conversation may not look great. If you're like, well, this is what I expect. You know, I might be like, well, fuck what you expect. Like, do I have a say in this? So I think you have Mm -hmm. to be willing to, uh, it's fine to have expectations of people, but you know, it can also let you down. Mm. So I guess like checking your expectations and deciding if it's worth the potential letdown to hold your expectations to a certain level, or if it's not going to feel that great when you're let down by them, then you have to change them. Right. Cause you can't change other people. No, you can't. And you cannot control how they feel or how they react. Uh, You know, so all you can control is your level of communication that you've put forth and your, your effort. So yeah, in essence, expectations are somewhat like a handshake that the other person never agreed to. And I think that within our marriage, we sometimes have those, those expectations. I think with our kids, we sometimes have those expectations. I sort of expect them to behave in a certain way in certain circumstances because I want it to reflect positively on me and they don't always do what I want. Mm. And that's a weird, it's a nuanced place to, to kind of figure out how expectation and uh, self-expression for them coincide and, and coexist, you know, Cause I want them to feel free to express themselves and to be themselves, but also to adhere to like, you know, social norms, social norms. And you know, 
ways in which we would like for them to show up in the world and and yeah, to treat one another. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's the more I talk about it, it's definitely like a interesting thing because I think expectations can be, I, I think what I'm deducing from this conversation, let me just say this. I think expectations can be a helpful thing, but especially when we're talking about it with expectations of others, I think there has to be some level of communication of those expectations and, and an opening of a discussion, not just like a hard and fast, like these are my expectations deal with it, but approaching it with, I would like for this to happen, but I'm open to hearing what you feel would be reasonable. Yeah. And I think possibly expectations in terms of, I guess to go back to the handshake analogy, if you're dealing with yourself with expectations, you're, you're kind of just making a deal with yourself. You're shaking hands with yourself and saying, this is what I want to accomplish. And, Oh, are you cool with that? Yeah, I'm cool with that. Whereas with other people, it's, it's a similar dance, but you're, you have, it's a similar dance, but you're having to elicit that from someone else. And mm-hmm. so like when it's yourself, you're talking to, you have the agency to adjust that. And it's not, it's not as threatening or like you're letting yourself down. If you can say like, well, no, actually let's do this instead. Cause this is a more reasonable expectation. Like it's a lot easier to have that conversation with yourself yeah. than someone else who you don't know how they're going to respond or if they're going to approach it in a healthy way or an unhealthy way or with their own agenda or their own manipulation of it. I mean, you don't know. So it's a lot harder, I think, to bring up an expectation to someone else than our own selves for sure. Yeah. I think ego plays a, a major role in that. So with yourself, your ego doesn't really take a hit when you're like, ah, let's just reposition ourselves. Let's just pivot here. Whereas when you're dealing with other human beings, ego, you got two different egos and those egos can often clash Mm. or they can collaborate. It, it can work out really well, or it can be something that makes people resentful. If you're not being open about the communication, if you just keep those expectations internal that you have of others, that's where I think you run into problems. Mm. So if I have certain expectations of you or of how this household should be ran, how would be a good way to bring that to you and like talk about it? Yeah. I think having those conversations probably not in the moment is the best thing. So if you're having the issue and you're frustrated about it, I think revisiting it at a later time when it's a happy time and you know, maybe after you've just had some coitus, you can kind of be like, Hey, you know, those dishes, (laughs) By the way, like, who's really going to be like wanting to get into an argument at that point? No one is really. And I think you're more open to. It's also not the time I normally think about having those conversations. Just make a note to yourself. Post coitus sessions. I mean, do you think it's like fair to like bring up expectations with your partner and or should you check your expectations before you even talk to them about it? Yeah, I think both. I think it's okay to share 
your expectations, but to also ask if that's reasonable, to ask if that's reasonable and to ask if that's fair and to say, what are your thoughts on the matter? And being open to hearing that too. Yeah. Because I think I used to, I would get defensive. Like I would ask you out of like, I know I need to like bring this up, but like. Or I know I'm right. Yeah. So I think bringing it up in a way that's humbled, like genuinely wanting their opinion versus just doing it out of obligation. And that's where I was saying in the moment, I don't think it's a great thing to bring up because you're already steamed. So in closing, I would just echo some of the major points we made, which were to basically just keep your expectations in check. If you've just recently started a new business, don't expect a million followers on Instagram. If you just started to kind of take control of your life and lose some weight, maybe don't expect to just lose a ton of weight all at once. It's going to take time. Everything takes time. And so tweak your expectations to realize and account for the fact that anything worth doing in life takes hard work and it takes effort and time. If you found value in this episode, it's likely that someone you know will as well, and you can actually share it with them. By clicking the three dots within the podcast app, hit share, and you can share it with anyone in your contacts list. Also subscribe so you can be notified when we post new episodes. Please write a review of what you think about the podcast and give us a five-star rating as well. It really helps us to reach more ear holes. You can also find us on Instagram. Katie is at Embrace Yourself Whole. Andrew is at Allegory and Elm. And we'll also be sharing some stuff on youtube.com slash Allegory and Elm. We're doing shorter form content over there, two to five minute videos with our major takeaways from these episodes. Also, the entire episode can be found in video format there. So you can share that with your homies. Thank you guys so much for listening. Your story matters. Cheers. There's been several interruptions today and we just have to take that in stride and know that life is what it is right now. We could be mad about it and it would make the podcast episode very boring or they'd be like, yo, what's wrong with Andrew, man? He's so pissed off sounding today. And I would be. I'd be like, Katie, what do you think about expectations? And Kate would be like, I don't know. I'm so annoyed with our cats. And I'd be like, yeah, frick our kids, man. Frick them. And she'd be like, yeah, totally frick our cats. I don't even like our cats. You know, that's how it would go, basically.